I'll do this as quick as I can. Uh, when you and I hear about barbarians in the time of Rome, I'm sure we think of wild people uh, and chaos and uh, such, but not at all. Uh, when we talk about the barbarians who invaded the Roman Empire in the fifth century, they were only called barbarians by the Romans because that's what they called anybody who wasn't Roman. They were organized, they were disciplined, and they had incredible leadership in a man named Attila the Hun. For the first time, those tribes that we call uh, steppe warriors um, united under one banner, the leadership of uh, Attila and his brother Bleda. And they began punching toward what, we call the, what was called the Roman Empire at the time. The Romans knew something was coming because for the first time that they could remember, the Germanic tribes were running away. They were quite literally banging at the gates of the Roman Empire, let us in. And the fact that the Germanic tribes were afraid compelled the Romans to stop and say, something awful is coming. And it was coming. Attila the Hun burned through every border he found. And they marched through what we call Italy now, pillaging, raping, burning the whole thing. And no one could stop them. Every army the Romans threw at them got crushed. They had never seen anything like this. They sacked... Uh, it starts with an A, and all of a sudden it left my brain. Uh, Aquila? Aqu anyway, a city. Uh, and it was one of the largest cities in the Italian peninsula, and then they started the march toward Rome. There was no army between them and the Eternal City. It was then that Pope Leo left Rome with two other people and started going toward Attila. He didn't have an army. He didn't have anything with him. So who was this guy? Well, he was the son of a nobleman, and we don't know much about him until he was made a deacon. And from that day until the one I just described, he was raised to the papacy and was known for being brilliant, for being able to meet people, in a sense, and convince them of the truth. There were all these heresies floating around, and by the time he died, none of those heresies existed anymore. Not by violence, but by his word, by his work. He was a brilliant engineer. He reworked the sewage systems in Rome, which had been neglected for hundreds of years, and people were dying like crazy. He fixed that too. I could go on and on, but suffice it to say this, this guy, could do anything. But what is he going to do about Attila? We don't know exactly what was said when they finally met, but we do know that two witnesses who were there, one from the Huns and one from Rome, said that Attila was so blown away by Leo that he agreed to just go home. He stopped, turned around, and went home. What? That was Pope St. Leo the Great. The phrase you may have heard, the barbarians are at the gate, came from this time period. The Romans were terrified in a way they hadn't experienced.
This was the beginning of the end of the Western Roman Empire. Last night, I was on um, social media and I saw a post and, and it was one of my beautiful former students uh, holding her baby. And she said, uh, proposal three passed, no forced birth. And I didn't know what to do with the pain and the sorrow I felt. To be so deceived, to be so, uh, not, uh, the, the disconnect, hey? To be holding a child and say no forced birth. I don't know what to do with that but cry and pray and wonder how did we get so deceived? How did the barbarians get so close to the gates? I want to despair. I want to get angry. But that won't help. That's what people who don't know Jesus do. But instead, I pray today that Pope St. Gregory the Great pray for us to walk out of Rome and to go meet the barbarians in love and in mercy, not that these people are barbarians, I'm using the image. For us, a law being passed or not passed doesn't impede our ability to say to everyone we meet, whether we agree with them or not, you're beautiful, you're intentional, you matter, and I'll sacrifice for you. For us, we remember that the battle is won in heaven, not on earth. And until that day, we need to serve. We need to be willing to walk out the gates and stand. And to remind people uh, of who Jesus is through how we live. That like Attila, who had a lot to gain, there was a lot of treasure in Rome. But like him... Uh, maybe we can live in such a way that people see us and say, like Attila did, quite literally, I like this guy. I don't have a lot of comfort besides that, except our faith for us during these times. And Leo wasn't always successful. The next guy to sack was a guy named Genseric, and he did sack Rome, but he promised Leo no Romans would be killed, and he kept his promise. They took their treasure and left. So Leo didn't win every time in terms of human standards, but he won every time in this sense. He never forgot his dignity and the dignity of those he encountered. He held on to the truth and he spoke it as best he could with love. So I kind of apologize for a long daily mass homily, but I thought that St. Leo the Great must have timed this one well. Uh, we pray for, we ask him to pray for us during this time. Hey? The barbarians are at the gate. The illusion of any respect for life is gone. But for us who believe, we'll continue to do our mission because no law can stop us. We will love everyone we meet, whether we agree with them or not. And we will meet them with respect and cognizant of their dignity. And whenever necessary, we'll walk out the gates and we'll meet them in love. Amen? Amen. Okay.